Okay, hi, hello friends of the interwebs. Your girl is back after a two year long hiatus with episode one of season two of Breaking Bell, the podcast where I share crazy personal stories and cover TMI lifestyle topics. We've got some serious ground to cover today in this solo episode, so let's get into it. Cue the intro. It's Breaking Bell, leave a message. Happy New Year, guys. I can't believe the last time I uploaded an episode was February of 2021. We're literally almost two years after that. And so, so much has changed since then. But the real reason why you clicked on this episode today is to hopefully learn more about why I quit my nine to five job, unless y'all just missed me podcasting and my podcast voice. (laughs) But the simple answer to that statement is really to pursue my passions. And it's crazy because it all happened so quickly as some life decisions go. But this is definitely one of the boldest moves I have ever made in my life for someone who was always, you know, sticking um, to the books and just being very type A and personality in general. And so candidly, like I never thought that I would have made this decision, had the guts to do it and taken this risk so soon. Like I'm really just taking a chance on myself here. And it's a really big risk because as a creative, when you work for yourself freelance, like it really comes down to pushing yourself every single day to ensure you produce all while staying motivated through it all, which at times can be very tough, especially when I was also trying to juggle a full-time job with it. But let me break it down a little bit more for some of you who actually probably have zero background knowledge into my work experience, work history, and um, how I essentially got to where I am today. So my career was heading into the direction of pursuing HR human resources, and it really started well before my university career. Actually, it started, I think, in high school when I was in grade nine. So that's about 14 years old when I joined this entrepreneurial business extracurricular called Junior Achievement. I'm not too sure if this is actually, I think it is a national worldwide like nonprofit organization. So it'd be cool to know if you've anyone else listening has ever, you know, been part of this program, because I felt like that really built a foundation for me in terms of my um, business um, financial literacy, (laughs) um, for lack of a better word. But essentially, we would meet once every week and build a business from scratch and go into market to sell our business idea, product, whatever service. You really weren't limited to what you could choose as long as you decide together as a team and work on a whole business plan. But I did this program for about two years and was mentored all throughout. And really, I think that was a foundation in which I discovered, you know, my love for working with people and like that type of like HR sense. And I really didn't think human resources was even a thing until my exposure into this uh, space, this group. And I was like, oh my God, hey, like this is actually kind of neat. Like being able to manage administrative and operations, uh, help people and really set the tone for what 
the culture would be like at our little company. So in my second year, I ended up taking on a VP of HR position. And to my surprise, I liked it enough to pursue my studies in it. But if you recall from previous episodes, if you are a um, previous listener, this decision was also partly made because my passion originally was to pursue journalism and writing. So taking a more creative route, but I went with business and HR instead because I had that exposure in high school and it just made more sense to me from like a safety perspective. Like I figured long-term studying business would open more doors and opportunities for me than it would if I were to take the creative route. So fast forward in building off of that foundation, I really hunkered down in the books all throughout university, pushing so hard to achieve honors every year and landing those internships, like the ones that you take over the summer when you have like four months off for vacation. And the summer internships typically last about like three months, some go for four. But I fell into a couple of jobs within the HR industry at a financial and insurance institution. Then I pivoted to give recruitment a shot at an agency. I think it's also really important to share that the COVID year, which was 2020, I had just quit my last job in insurance to pursue traveling and take a break because I had jumped right into my career full time without ever taking a break. Like I was in school for straight 18 years, worked part time and internships throughout university, and then landed a permanent full time job for two years straight after that. Like I absolutely had zero breaks. I was moving so fast that I never had a chance to just chill and relax. Like I never took a real vacation. And when I mean real vacation, like anything more than one week that was outside of North America. So it began to like really hit me in the winter of 2019. And I remember I had an opportunity to go to China with my family for the first time. And so I was like, you know what? I already know that I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to take advantage and use all three weeks of my vacation. Because again, like I didn't go anywhere. So I used all my three weeks up to go to China. And when I came back, I was like, yep, I don't like my job. I'm going to travel to visit my best friend in Florida. Shout out Catherine. Do a trip to Mexico and then go to Bali. And then surprise, boom, COVID hit when I was flying home from Miami. And that halted all of my travel plans as it did for most people. (laughs) It sucked. Like, I was trying so hard to find a job, especially in those like first couple of months, but like I knew it was really difficult. So I kind of just didn't take it too, too seriously since, you know, with COVID and all like that, you know, stressful news and everything, like it was just not an ideal time for me to be actively looking. So, you know, I spent a lot of time just like doing DIY projects, playing a lot of Among Us and spent way too much time on TikTok. Like, it's so funny because that TikTok era, there are so many specific trends and sounds and songs that remind me of exactly how I felt during that time. But anyways, I digress. But having, um, you know this feeling where I was just pressured to find a job because I was freaking out since, you know, my plan to travel just kind of just was 
like <laughs> just destroyed, I really used that chance and that time to redirect my focus on creating content. So towards the latter end of 2020, I was able to accomplish so much. I grew my Instagram following from like 8,000 to 16,000 in a matter of like two to three months because I was just posting consistently and engaging with my community and reaching out to brands that I really wanted to work with. And then opportunities just started flowing in. I was also able to start a small business where I handcrafted face masks and I launched Breaking Bell, this baby, my podcast. Then when January 2021 rolled around, I landed a new job. And then, you know, for those next two years, I was learning the ins and outs of full cycle recruitment. It was a great opportunity and learning experience. Like it really pushed me outside of my comfort zone. I met so many different types of people. I learned more about different industries and really how to sell a role or industry that I was just learning for the first time. So that learning curve was crazy, but I'd say like it was definitely worth it. So Again, we're going to fast forward a little bit here where my epiphany and journey to leaving this job comes in. I can't exactly pinpoint that moment where I started to feel this way for the first time, but I remember having like these moments when creating my content where I'm just sitting there seeing my growth and results and thinking... I've been dreaming about being a full-time content creator since I was 12. I used to religiously watch the OG bloggers like Bethany Moda, Elle Fowler, Michelle Phan, Jen Im, Whaley, Jenna Marbles, Miss Remy Ashton, Laura DIY, and I would just wish that I could live that life that they did. And I would sit in my room, <laughs> record videos of myself, like what's in my makeup bag, my makeup collection, hauls, but... I never uploaded them because I was just so scared and nervous to put myself out there. And I think the pressure when I was 12, 15 years old was so much more than now because I was still figuring out who I was and cyberbullying was such a huge thing at the time, like Amanda Todd being the case of my generation. So it's not like it was easy to just put yourself out there without everyone just critiquing you and being so young and vulnerable and not really the type at the time for me personally um, comfortable to just express myself. It was definitely a challenge and so my first quote-unquote like real step into YouTube was just for fun. It was posting comedic skits with my two best friends growing up and it was all just for fun but we had built a pretty strong community of fans from our school um, and neighboring schools that would tune in every time we posted a new video. So my one best friend, Catherine, with a K and I, continued uh, to pursue that into middle school and got funky with our editing styles as well for jokes. Like it was all just for fun, a way for us to channel our creativity into a fun project. So when we would hang out together on the weekends, we would go to the mall, we'd shoot content, we'd take pictures. It was honestly just such a good time. And I think my creative side just really came out in these early years as an adolescent because 
I was also creating websites with my best friend on Pixo, which does not exist anymore, sadly, RIP. But we taught ourselves how to code with HTML and CSS, creating our own themes. I got into making my own GIFs and animations. I was editing videos and pictures for Instagram and Tumblr. And I was just always glued to my computer, especially over the summertime when we'd have all this free time off from school. But when I wasn't online, offline, I was outside enjoying nature, being active or doing hands-on crafty DIY projects. Like that has been me ever since I was little. And it's like this thing that I heard recently, I think it was on TikTok, but how, you know, when we were younger and we would eat Lunchables and have like apple juice or like grape juice and how those were like the gateway to charcuterie boards and wine. And so everything that we did as children, all the things that we were interested in had a way of translating itself into adulthood. And so all those things that I was passionate about, like all those things that made me happy and excited as a child, all carried on into my like day-to-day now, like my present life as an adult. And another like example, it's kind of like the same concept as love languages. You know, what we were not given as children is what we seek as adults. So an example of this is my love language being physical touch. I'd say that's probably my top one. And in Asian culture, it's not common to show love through physical touch, but more so through acts of service. So for example, from what I experienced, it would be dropping me off or picking me up from school, cooking me food, uh, cutting up fruit for me and giving it to me when I'm like working or like on the computer. Um, I think that's also prominent in like Chinese culture too. So if you can relate, let me know. Um, So as an adult, like now, because of all that, I seek physical touch in my relationships because that was something that I lacked as a child. But Anyways, I digress. You get what I mean, I hope. (laughs) The point is, the things that we experienced as children shaped us into who we are as adults. They were the foundation to who we are meant to be. Similar to any trauma that you faced as a child, all of that has a way of translating into your future, into who you become as an adult. And so I like didn't grow up with a love for HR. I think like the relevancy to that is liking people, being with friends a lot while I was growing up. But as I grew older, my concept and my love for that, it just kind of changed. Like I came to realize that the quality of the people that you keep around is a lot better than quantity. And as you mature, you outgrow people and you know, just that whole HRE concept, loving people and like helping people. Like, yes, that all like stayed true, but it wasn't really giving my life purpose. Like it's a consistent theme in the sense where, yes, I value my friendships and my relationships, but it wasn't something that I wanted to like pursue in terms of a career necessarily. And I came to realize that like, a lot later in adulthood after doing just like a lot of sessions of sitting with myself and like pondering like what 
am I meant to be doing in this life? And a huge like burning passion inside of me was that sense of creativity that was just bursting at the seams, like dying to come out. I would try to uh, include creativity in almost like every aspect of my life. So it's just kind of thinking like, I think this is what's giving me purpose. This is what excites me. And to be able to pursue a passion, a career, um, is like, sorry, <laughs> to pursue a career that you're passionate about is honestly more fulfilling for me than, you know, just trying to go like the safe route and thinking that HR was it when like it wasn't. But again, like that took some time for me to realize it took going through these job experiences and these work experiences and like learning these things that I'm like, okay, great. I have a foundation for it now. I have these skills that I've developed, these hard skills and soft skills and whatnot, transitional skills for future jobs. But it just wasn't what made me truly happy at the end of the day. And I think when you have this realization, it's kind of like a calling, you know, that passion just burning inside of you, holding up all that space in your being. Like you can't ignore it. I tried to fight it. I tried to balance that nine to five job with content creation and it just wasn't working because after working nine to five, five times a week, dedicating my whole Saturday morning and afternoon to shooting all of my content, which like at times is like five to six deliverables for like, again, like could be between like three to five brands and then spending my Sundays editing. <sighs> it was just so tough to stay sane. I would log off work at 5 p.m. sometimes later and then start my like 5 to 6, 9 p.m. of thinking of ideas and finishing off any other editing that I had to do and it just became too much. Like I became tired and lazy and unmotivated. Creating content felt more like an obligation, a chore, as opposed to being something that started out as something fun for me, something that I was passionate about, you know, sharing my style with friends and the community. And that's when it just got to a point where I was just like, Isabel, like, what are you doing with your life? Like, this job is just not fulfilling for you that mentally it wasn't really putting you in a good state and that directly translated into like my creativity and then that kind of just like it kind of just tore me apart because I was just so unmotivated because I didn't like my job and that translated into me not being able to produce and make creative and engaging content for Instagram and so I knew I needed a break again and so I had finally booked my dream trip to Bali five months before I left. So I had adequate time to, you know, build out content ideas. And this was a trip that I was looking forward to since I was 16. Like if you were on YouTube back in the day when like those OG travel bloggers were like shooting their crazy content out in like Southeast Asia, I was like, I am going to manifest that life for myself. But when I got to Bali, <laughs> it didn't really end up living up to my expectations. And I think there are a lot of factors, um, but I'll likely talk about this in more depth in another episode. But it just didn't end up being the trip that I had 
expected it to be. And I didn't feel like I fulfilled my 16 year old self. But when I came back at the end of that trip, which was November of 2022, I was gone for three weeks. That whole trip and meeting so many digital nomads and creators out there, I knew that that was what I wanted to chase after. Like I knew that I would be doing myself a disservice sticking around in a job that was delaying what I was meant to be doing. So it was very clear also to everyone else around me, all of my friends, my community, my colleagues, my acquaintances. I can't even tell you like how many people reached out to me when I announced my decision that I had quit my job to pursue content full time for people to say like, oh, like I knew like this was like perfect for you. Like this is the right thing for you. Like I'm here to support you, blah, blah, blah. I received so much support from people and even my friend's parents, like for finally having the courage to take the reins on my career and future, albeit a very bold and risky move, but I feel like I'm confident in myself enough and as long as you're chasing after what you're passionate about and working towards that like I honestly believe the sky's the limit you just have to want it like that bad and I'm not saying that there won't be challenging times you know where I'll feel unmotivated or run out of ideas but knowing that I made this huge career change for myself it's all down to me to make the people who are supporting me proud but at the end of the day most of all, making myself proud, right? So change is obviously scary. We all know that. <laughs> this whole thing happened so quickly for me, but I truly believe it happened the way it did for a reason. And the timing of it was supposed to happen this way, right? Like we're starting the new year off 2023 with a new chapter, and I could not be happier <laughs> with the decision that I made. So I really hope that you can all follow along with me, you know, as I explore what's next for my career on my various social media platforms at BellNotBella on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and here on the podcast, which is available on most streaming platforms. Uh, right now we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM. If you would like me to extend it into other platforms, just give me a shout. We can work on that. But thank you so, so much for tuning into the first episode of season two of Breaking Bell. I will likely be posting a new episode every week. So don't forget to follow the podcast on your preferred platform and my social media at Bell Not Bella over on Instagram for updates, new episodes, all that jazz. <laughs> Love you all and catch you at the next audio party.